0: But if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. We did cry a lot, we cried for joy, we cried for sadness, and uh, even this morning as I made my way to the bathroom, I looked to see what time it was, and I told Lynn, I said, well, they've already worshipped twice. They have eaten lunch, and they're resting. Eight hours difference is a long time. makes a big difference when you're trying to call family and friends and church people. Um, It makes a big difference. 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. I thank God, and I have done it over and over and over, whom I serve from my forefathers with a pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. As Lynn said, when it was daytime there, it was nighttime here. Nighttime there, daytime here praying and thinking yeah will we see him again it was pretty nice to pick up the phone and Skype you and and talk to you that far away in just a matter of seconds but night and day we thought of you greatly greatly desiring to see you being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind, Father, in the name of Jesus, without you I am nothing. I know with you I can do all things. God, you've allowed us to travel many, many thousands of miles. You've allowed us to come home. Home is where your heart is, and we made our home elsewhere for four months, and God, you supplied and sustained us. So I pray now that you'd touch our hearts, and Lord, help me to be able to get out what I want to say this morning, and that you would take it and use it for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Mac, would you and Mark come up here, please? <clears throat> I didn't have much slack time between all my, uh, one on each side, please, between all my working, and we found ourselves literally working from about can to can six days a week, and if you counted preaching, well, we worked seven days a week, and I did get tired. Um, but because of your prayers, we made it. And I had these two boys in my heart. I'll tell you some more about that in a moment, but I had some slack time. Some days it'd be, it'd be raining, I couldn't do this or that, so I'd go to my little workshop. My little workshop consisted of, consisted of six posts with slabs nailed on the side and a tarp pulled over the top. Thank goodness for the tarp because the sun was mighty hot. And thinking of these two boys back here doing what I did and how you all were being blessed, I said, I got to do something special for Mac and Mark and Sandra and Missy. So I carved. Now I'm going to tell you about my carving. <laughs> I had a skill saw and a dull handsaw. And a broken blade hacksaw. And my pocket knife. So I thought, what can I do for those boys? So, guys, this is what I've done for you and your wives. This wood is very heavy. This wood is very hard. And as I made those crosses, I began to think, really, what does it stand for? I mean, my music man, my preacher boy. So after I got them made, I I thought, I, I said, I need to have scripture to put on these things. So at the very top, I put John 3, 16. On the left, John 15, 5. And right beside that, the old rugged cross. Right in the middle, Matthew 6, 33. And then at Calvary. And then Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Down about this way here, victory in Jesus, and Jude 24. And I fixed a little rope so you can drive a nail or whatever you want to do and hang it on your wall. I made me a cross, a little bitty cross again. I did this with a hacksaw. Wood's very, very hard. And I thought, well, them boys need one. So I made the boys a cross to carry in your pocket, to remind you of what Jesus has done. And on the back of these crosses here, the big one says, made in Africa. (laughs) I want you to know I love you too. Thank Thank you both of y'all. Amen. Praise God for you. In this message today, it's not my intention to leave any of you out. I've tried to think, as I sat in our little den, on our little couch, with my Bible on my coffee table that I made, I just began to think about things that needs to be said. And I hope you will bear with me today, and we may not get out whenever. But it's not my intention to leave any of you out. All of you are precious to Lynn and me. We learned that while we were uh, in Africa, how precious uh, you were. You might say, I didn't do anything, but let me tell you something. If you prayed one prayer for us, one simple prayer, you did a lot. I don't know of another church that would allow their pastor to be gone for four months and pay him and turn the leadership over to their youth pastor and music minister. I don't know of another church. My first church wouldn't have done it. I mean, hey, they didn't like me to be gone two weeks. And I thought, well, Lord, it's just an amazing miracle to me how you put Mark and Matt back in my life And in the same church. I don't know of another church. Now, myself, I can take you to the little restaurant where we ate lunch that day. And I said, boys, I got something to tell you. I said, I'm fixing to be gone to Africa. Oh. I said, four months. Four months? I said, four months. And I said, I need you boys to... to Think about this. Would you be willing to hang in there and do the preaching while I'm gone? They were silent. And then Mark says, I'll do the music. (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, no. We'll do the best we can. And I felt from the beginning, I had a peace that passes all understanding. Because I'd been with Mark long enough to know there wasn't no, going to be no problem with the music. I knew he was humble enough that he would rely on God to give him the words he needed to when time come to preach. And Matt, being one of my preacher boys, I knew that I'd done my very best with him and I knew that he would perform well for the Lord. So I felt very confident from the beginning. According to many of your reports, they did great. Every time we called to wish you a happy birthday or just to call you, we tried to call every active member in the book. And if we left you out, I apologize from the bottom of my heart this morning because it wasn't our intention. But we wouldn't ask, how's Matt and Mark doing? You would tell us They're doing a great job. You would be proud of them. And I could close my eyes and be in this very spot. Amazing. And the reason it worked is because you loved God. It was very successful. A lot of things have been proven. You, congregation, have proved a lot of things to me. And I want to give you their simple... First of all, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart and your mind and your soul, or this place will be disbanded. Second of all, you proved that you love others as yourself. Because I heard about the outreach and the reaching out that you did to those in need. Thirdly, you have proved that you can do beyond what you ever thought you could do. You went overboard, church. You went overboard. I think of those men. I had the list of the men who were going to fill in on Wednesday night. And every Sunday afternoon, I'd get that list and I'd look, see who's this week. And we did our best to call I'll call you on a Wednesday morning to let you know we 're praying for you, and that we 'll be thinking about you in the evening service. I think about the Good News Club, those of you who stepped up and and went in and, and took parts to make the good news continue to be good news of Jesus. <clears throat> Many of you were involved in the packages that we received you 'll never know. <laughs> Even down to a simple little card saying, "We love you, we miss you." We had several that said, "Don't open till uh, September. Don't open till October. Don't open till November. Don't open till December." And we would open those. And land right by our little old table in the kitchen, she had them arrayed on the wall, and then to get a box. Open up a box that that you all poured your heart and soul in. It cost near $85 to send a simple little box. By the way, the chainsaw, we don't know where it is. If you don't know what I mean, um, they needed a chainsaw bad. And so I told Lynn, I said, I'm just going to buy one. So I sent Steve Trammell, I said, go somewhere and buy a good chainsaw, buy a case of oil, an extra chain. Get it here as quick as possible. Most things took, uh, what was it, 12, uh, 17, 12, 17 days. Well, now it's been probably a month and a half or two months since the chainsaw left America. (laughs) Who knows where it is? Len says that God probably didn't want that chainsaw to go to Africa because without me to be there to show the boys how to run it, they could get hurt badly. And so we don't know where the saw is, but uh, it's somewhere. So you can pray for that chainsaw. (laughs) Fourthly, you've gotten involved and have encouraged others even more in mine and Lynn's absence. We've talked about it. We've talked about it to each other. How many of you, if we hadn't left, would be where you were five months ago Spiritually. But you have come forth and you have shown us that you are a mighty force of God through First Baptist Church. And furthermore, I don't know of another church family that has encouraged their pastor any more and his wife than you have. Lynn and I are so proud of you all to say the least. You have truly stepped up to the plate in serving the Lord. But I tell you what, after I had wrote all this down, I said, well, <laughs> i got to have a sermon title. What in the world are you going to title this sermon? And here it is. There they sit, right there. Bookends for God. I began to think about bookends. What do bookends do? Now, some of this stuff you might say, I never heard of such. Well, that's okay. You got me for a pastor and there's a lot you've never heard of. <laughs> but bookends for God. First of all, bookends are made to hold books upright. Upright. Now, this, this sermon is coming out of, of verse 7 of chapter 1 of, the, of 2 Timothy, where he says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, But a power, power, that's the first point. Bookends are made to hold the books upright, and that's power. That power was personal. These boys poured their heart and their soul into this thing. I mean, hey, they were cast out of the frying pan into the fire with very little notice. And they relied on that personal power. They relied on their proven power that God had proved, hey, I've called you. I have positioned you, and you can handle this. This power came from others also through your encouragement of these two great bookends. They worked hard. They did things that they hadn't normally done. They walked with the Lord. And I'll tell you this. I feel like, and having talked, they did it with eagerness. And they were ready when you called upon them. Sure, there have been some struggles, there have been some issues along the way, but they were handled well. Let me tell you something, I thought when I was writing this sermon and working on these bookends, I thought of Psalm 11, verse 2, for lo, the wicked bend their bow. They place the arrow upon the string that they might shoot at the upright in heart with one thing in mind, and that's to steal, kill, and destroy and I thank God these boys hung on. Those bookends have stood tall in their ministry for the Lord. This is part of being a church family where we rely on one another. And you prayed for these two boys. I call them boys because I'm older than them. The second thing about bookends for the Lord not only do they hold the books upright, but bookends have to keep the books in order. If you'll look at that verse there, not only power, but love. There's no doubt in my mind that these two boys love you as a congregation. As Lynn has already used that word love, loyal, obedient, victorious, and eternal love. Thank God for that. Every book, you see, has its own knowledge. Every one of you have your own knowledge. The Bible says to study. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, which they did. Every book has a cover, these covers help to protect the pages. In Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 3 it says but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and guard you protect you against the evil one those covers you covering for one another some congregations would have fallen completely apart some of the sheep would have been scattered they would have went elsewhere, and perhaps some have, and that's okay. Land talked about praying and being close to God in Africa. <clears throat> I'll tell you one thing has changed our, uh, in our prayer life. We pray for the churches and our association, but we went beyond that on this trip. I pray, God, I want you to bless every church in Oconee County. I want you to bless every pastor and every member. Because we're not in competition, okay? We are in this thing together. It's Mark and Matt. They they come on this thing together. And I can't wait to get to sit down with them again around a lunch table. I miss that, guys. I really missed it. Some congregations would have fallen apart if their pastor left for four months. But you've been faithful. You have proven that you love us. Another thing about these bookends, keep an order. Every book is numbered or lettered. So order can be kept. It's amazing to me, Luke Luke ten twenty says that our names are written down in heaven where Jesus has gone to prepare us a place. And as Lynn said, hey, I didn't know if that, that place was going, I was going to leave Africa and go to that place or leave Africa and come to this place. But we finally resolved in our own hearts and minds, whatever, we'll see you sooner or later. And she talked about the little kids coming in on Sunday night. I mean, grown boys. I'm talking men just crying. When are you coming back? Will you come back? It's hard to answer that. I mean, four months. I had five good teenage boys in early 20s under my feet constantly. And if I needed anything, all I had to do was call one of them's name. And you'd hear them say, Babu, I'm coming. (laughs) And they'd be there for us. But God provided. Let me give you a last thing about these bookends. Not only do they hold the books up right and keep the books in order, but listen. These bookends support the congregation and can be trusted. That's a big thing today, y'all. Being able to trust the man of God. Being able to trust trust the woman of God. The children of God. Trust. And we were trusted. Lord of mercy we were trusted in Africa. When we look at that verse 7. Power and of love. And of a sound mind. The right kind of books. Are a treasured possession. I'm going to tell you. I could put in my backpack every book that was located at the secondary school and the children's home. Books. I've contacted teachers here. I said, listen, keep your eyes open. If the school starts throwing away books, call me, I will come and get them. Books, they don't have books. They got a, a three ring binder notebook that they have to write everything down on. They don't have a book to go to. In the box, four dictionaries were sent to us. That is a treasure, almost like the Bible. And Lynn taught them how to look up words. And it was so exciting to watch them take a dictionary and look up a word and to see what it meant. It's amazing what we have and what we throw away. Possessions. You all have proven that you can work together as a team, to get the work done for God. And it's all about God, y'all. It's not about me. It's not about Lynn. It's not about Mark and Mitzi, Mac and Sandra. It's about God. It's about the Lord Jesus, all of us banding together to make it happen here in Westminster. We're charged with that, to make it happen. Don't sit back and see if it's going to happen. Get out there and make it happen. a lot of miles between here and our friends in Tanzania, Ringa. But I know they're praying for us. They said they would. We've, we've already gotten emails from them praying for us all the way across. Praying for our church. Praying for First Baptist. It's amazing. Now, I don't know exactly where we are with this building thing. I've seen the charts. They look great. But they're going to have to be some sacrificing, y'all. You sacrificed Len and I to go away for four months. We sacrificed being away from you for four months. But now we're all back on board, all with the self-same mind of love and power and enthusiasm. And we need to get on with what God wants us to do here at First Baptist and no whining. Listen, I don't have any room to complain, okay? None. As I said earlier, the worst road in Oconee County is a good road if I find that worst road, I'd love to take you to ride on it the way they took me. <laughs> the only thing I drove while I was gone was a tractor. You had to have a tag on the front and the back. You had to have a license to drive the tractor, and I was legal, in case you wonder. <laughs> I drove the truck in the yard, but I wouldn't dare get on the road. You talk in a single dirt road where sometimes it would be three side by side. Seeing who can get out in front of the other. I told Brandon, I said, need to go over in Africa, buy you 50 acres of land, and open up a race track. you probably do well. But, church, we love you. And we'll hear it over and over and over. We love you. We appreciate you. You have proved that you love us. And I hope that Len and I can prove that we love you all. And I just I just ask you this morning, li- listen. If you don't know the Lord, you don't have a clue what all it's all about. And that's the, that's the utmost thing this morning, to know you have Jesus in your heart. If you don't, you need to come forward and get things right before it's ever too late. We went to a funeral. A lady was, I think, 60 years old. And then there was a little baby, a year and a half old died. So, hey, age has nothing to do with leaving here. Salvation is important. Having Jesus is important more than anything in this world. So I beg you, don't sit back. Step up and make it happen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for my church. Thank you for these precious souls, Lord, who sat by and waited for us to come home. Thank you we had a home to come to. Thank you for having a church to come to. Thank you for having people that love us. God, I pray for the hymn of invitation. I pray that you speak to hearts and that your will be done, God, and we'll love you and we'll praise you throughout the rest of this day as we look forward to what you're going to do this morning and even back to your house again tonight. For we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Brother, what are we?